Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. And then we broke down all those 24 episodes of the Golden Palace. But guess what? We ran out of those too. Oops. So now we do whatever the hell we want because we can. So here today, beep, 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 we've got golden news to share. Right, Carrie? Oh my gosh. Oh Everyone. Oh my God. Look the at talk, her butt. <laughs> The talk of the Golden Girls town is... The upcoming Betty White auction. Everyone's talking about it. In fact, as we as we mentioned with our guest earlier, um, that that uh, Andy Cohen and Rosie Donnell are even talking about it. Everyone's talking about Everyone it. Everyone is talking about it. If you do not know, drop everything you're doing. Except if you're holding up. a child. Don't yes. drop the child. Well, only do it safely. Drop yeah. only drop them if there's like a good beanbag chair or a bounce house. <laughs> if you're in a bounce house, drop them. That's fine. That's what I it's hope there for. To us in a bouncy house. I, I would hope, honestly. I would love to hear anything. I mean, I get it. You're driving, you're doing your laundry, you're cooking, fine. But if one person messaged us and said, I was listening today in a bounce house, <laughs> I'd lose my shit. So I am losing my shit. That image is so funny. Like them with the AirPods trying to keep the AirPods in. While yeah. Testing them out, seeing if they really fit to the ear. Oh, my AirPods never so, stay in when I talk. I feel like my face is so fat that when I talk, my cheek pushes out the AirPod. Oh, <laughs> I love that visual, though. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Everyone, today, the day you are hearing this, it is Wednesday, the 21st of September. I need you to know that there is an auction of Betty White's. It is the property and life and career beautiful items from Betty White's estate. Mm -hmm. It's going to be happening uh, online, in person, if you're in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills, but also online. Yeah, you guys can participate in this auction. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. On... <laughs> So Friday, this week, Friday, September 23rd, Saturday, the 24th and Sunday, the 25th. Now, what? the reason this auction, go ahead. I was just going to say, and it just so happens in sort of a small world twist of fate that one of the people involved in sort of organizing this auction is a very, very good friend of mine who I have worked with both professionally and is just a friend of mine in my regular life, Ben Sure, And he's going to be chatting with us today about it. Yes. And oh my gosh, he had some really, really exciting stuff to talk about. One particular Betty White anecdote that I was over the moon about. We've talked about this in the podcast. Anytime we hear anything new that we've never heard before oh, about no. the women, we die. We're like alligators after meat. So the reason this auction is split up over three days is because the way that this uh, catalog of, of Betty's beloved items, the way that they're listed, it's sort of by uh, sort of three stages of her life. Yeah. So September 23rd, the earlier days of Betty's life, those items, the 24th will be, you know, her golden girls years, those items. And then the 25th is her sort of later career um, in life, you know, hot in Cleveland, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what's great is, and I'm going to tell you right now, because as Ben said, they're about give or take like 1700 items insane i'm going to tell you right now if you are interested in bidding on something go to juliansauctions.com j-u-l-i-e-n-s-a-u-c-t-i-o-n-s.com register yep. and there is a pdf 
of the catalog. Just start checking it out and looking at those items because things gonna are listed take on the website too. I mean, even yeah. if you don't want to download the PDF, things are just listed on the website. I sat there that first day and just went through every page of the website and just looked at every item. Like, and that's when I started, you know, auctioning or like you know bidding on stuff. Um, so I mean, it's it's so exhaustive. It's so wonderful. And what I love about our chat with Ben, which you guys will hear, is that he's not just someone who's participating in the auction that I know. You know what I mean? He's someone that not only loves and appreciates the golden girls, but loves and appreciates Betty White. And you mm -hmm. want someone who is handling and, and sort of talking about the estate of Betty White to have an appreciation and knowledge of who she was in the scope of entertainment history. And Ben is the perfect person for that because he is a pop culture historian in a lot of ways. He's just a, he's just a genius at pop culture. And, and we'll, we chat a little bit about that. It's wonderful. It's a, he's a, he's the perfect person to be doing this. Yeah. You can tell that his love for Betty White spans it's well beyond the golden girls. It's, you know, Mary Tyler Moore, it's so much of her career. And yeah, I agree. He's kind of the, if, if you're going to have someone who is handling, uh, you know, Betty White's career and, and her life in the, all of this like memorabilia, you want it to be someone who, yeah, really appreciates and understands who she was as a person yeah. and, and what her, her loves were. And it just, it, it, it really is. It's so, it was just so, so fun having, having a chat with them about her. Well, should we stop like teasing them and actually give them the chat? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get right into it. excited to be joined by my friend longtime friend and producer this is sort of a a, a a plot twist for the golden girls podcast here a producer and writer and someone i worked very intimately with for like an entire year on audibles the murder of robert juan which is like so not golden girls related ben sure hello ben hi, hi. Ben. isn't Thank that you. wild that we have that other connection that that you and i have that other little piece of our love that is out there in the world Yes, such a different, such a different thing to be connected, connected by. I think that, uh, I think that our love of Betty is probably more representative of the things that yes. we are passionate about. But we were very passionate about the murder of Robert Wong. We were, for a year. but I mean, Carrie, just to give you a little insight. So, like Ben and I would be like, I'd be writing scripts. I'd send them to Ben. Ben would rewrite my stuff and like make it make sense. And then he, we'd send it back, and I'd record stuff, and we'd work on back, back and forth. But while we were doing all of that. We'd be texting shit about like the Golden Girls or some weird like thing, pop culture thing from the 70s that Betty White did or like some TV movie that we were obsessed with that the whatever it was, we were doing deep dives into those things. That's how we insane. I'm picturing right now a text chain where things are overlapping, where yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I'm watching the Barbara Thorndike episode. Yes. And then the next thing is like, so actually it was full frontal lividity in the body. You know what I mean? Like you're just getting this like mishmash of Golden Girls murder stuff happening. I mean, they did a murder mystery weekend. The Golden Girls is all about murder too. So it kind of fits, right? That's true. And I think actually the girls would have liked the murder of Robert Wan 
great. Were they around for the podcast era? Because they were they were always watching scary things, like they were watching Dressed to Kill and Psycho, Psycho. and yep. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. They go see it in the theater. So yeah. the girls had a sense for, uh, and I think they talked about true crime things sometimes too. So I think they would have been into it. Oh yeah, I mean Dorothy with the whole cop staying over at the house, and like I mean, there's like true crime was definitely an element of the Golden Girls, and I feel like they would have fully. I feel like each girl would have had a different reaction to the murder of Robert Wan, and I swear this is not an ad for for that pod for that podcast at all. Uh, but, I mean, God, I want to know. I want to know what each of them how each of them would have interpreted it. We'll have to talk about that yeah, <laughs> after the podcast because I have lots of analysis we could do. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking, I was doing a deep dive into how Blanche would react to it and the sexual things that she would get into thinking about that case. But we won't get into that because this is all about the Betty White auction, which is it is a very much a random twist that, that we're going on right now. But it's so amazing that Ben is a part of that process, which is, I love that someone in my life is involved in the Betty White auction. How, how did you get involved in this? Well, after we finished our podcasts. I produced one more series because I'd been a producer for quite a few years. And yeah. then I decided I, I wanted something to do something different. Mm. Uh, and you know, my real passion is pop culture history. Uh, and I wanted to do something where I could focus on that all the time, rather than working on a true crime project, sometimes working on a pop yeah. culture project sometimes. And I just uh, came upon this position, uh, pop culture, cataloger uh that's how i started and it's such a good position for you it's 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 one of those things where you i didn't know it existed but when i started doing it i was like oh this was supposed to be the job that i, I needed to have for my entire life it's just yeah. all of my passions kind of coming together in one place uh and then you know so i, I worked on several projects and while i was there the betty white project came up and I was so excited because you know I love her so much I know you do and like that's what's so exciting I think you're the perfect person to be involved in that because not only do you have an appreciation for her work just you know in entertainment in general but you have I think and this is what's so important you have an understanding of the pop culture landscape in which Betty White existed you have an understanding of the universe in which she lived and why she was relevant to so many different generations of people and how they will respond to an auction of her stuff. You know what I mean? I think that's true. I, I think that that's very helpful. My, my knowledge of that time period, who she means to different people uh, for various reasons, ranging from the fact that I can see uh, an item just, you know, among the items I'm trying to figure out what everything is. And I'll know that it's, you know, a book Carol Channing gave to her or something yes. because of my knowledge of their friendship in the early 80s. But no, yeah, you're right. And, and I think I have a sense of what different people will find interesting. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the things that I did on this auction was organizing the, the memorabilia related to her career. And uh, so, you know, decide, you know, we have all of these Golden Girl scripts and all of these Mary Tyler Moore scripts and deciding which ones might be special enough that they should be on their own and, you yeah. know, which ones should be grouped and just having that kind of 
knowledge and that passion for the empty nest episode is grouped it's in a group <laughs> you know what I mean? like that, <laughs> that crossover that horrible rita moreno crossover episode i hope that's in a grouping of episodes. That's, that's what they it, call a backdoor pilot yes yes <laughs> i hope that's in the group of scripts it, it is in a group and i actually did think about the reputation of that episode when i was deciding what went where does do you think that that, that that's anybody's favorite episode of the golden girls no no i no. have heard yes we have, no. I have found there's one person at least i online who has responded to something we've done that have, has commented that they appreciated that episode appreciated I, I think that person probably was being very kind for that because it is arguably i mean it's enjoyable because it's the golden girls but it's it's a horrible piece in the golden girls canon in my opinion well, it's really not. I, I think you have to think about it, it because the girls, from what I remember, are barely in it. And you have yeah, to think about it as this. Yeah, it's a backdoor pilot. Right, it's a backdoor pilot. So it's this half-hour short film about Rita Moreno having a midlife crisis, which has its own value. But when you're <laughs> sitting down to watch The Golden Girls, it was a little bit of a buzzkill every single time. And I've watched it many, many times. I mean, to this day, the last line of that episode, I quote constantly as the line that you should never have be the last line of any comedy series ever, ever. If she said, George, don't die. <laughs> what how how do you end how do you end a sitcom telling someone not to die? So in a legit wait, way? sorry. I never watched the Empty Nest episode. Her husband's name was George. I believe it was. I forget. Like George Devereaux. They I didn't could, even name him something that was not the name. I could be name. wrong on that. People okay. are going to drag me if I'm wrong on that. I'd have to look okay. that up. But I have a feeling it was George. But but she said don't die or never die. And it's just like, why? 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 But whatever. We won't go into that because we're here to talk about Betty White. Now, you, you made Carrie's day. I was traveling and Carrie sent me a video randomly of a package that she had received that you sent both of us, but I received when I got home. So H. Allen had told me like, hey, Ben's going to be sending you this catalog in the mail of the stuff, uh, all of Betty's things that are up for auction. And I was expecting a, pam a pamphlet, <laughs> a maybe glossy few pages of highlights of things, whatever. This very heavy box appears at my door and I'm going, what could this be? <laughs> and my husband is helping me open it. For a second, I was like, is it a bomb? But then we see <laughs> the name on the outside. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is the Betty box. And I was like, why is it so heavy? And I open up this box and within it, there's another box. And within that, the most beautiful blue box. And I open this blue box and inside are three gorgeous, gorgeous books. Yeah. Like hardcover with glossy pages books of Betty's White, Betty White's career in life broken up into three parts of her life. So it's chronological. Yeah. And within these pages, and I I cried, I'm sobbing. And my husband's like, don't get your tears on the books. Sobbing <laughs> at these books. And I mean, these books are a collector's item. They yeah. are so beautiful. And I'm flipping through these glossy pages. There are photos of Betty's home, mm. things in her home. And it was just such a beautiful look into her life. I haven't even gone through all of it yet because there are so many. And so I just want to say thank you 
for sending me these books. I cherish them. I'm going to protect them for the rest of my life. <laughs> They're beautiful. Can people buy them at all? I mean, how does like how does that work? And 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 also, is it typical to have these kind of sort of really well produced books for auctions like this? Yes, uh, every time we have uh, a large auction devoted to uh, a single person, uh, we we always devote a really beautiful book or collection of books, depending on how big the collection That's is. That's a keepsake in, a, in and of itself. It is. And you can you can order them at uh, our website, www.juliansauctions.com. And that's what's so satisfying to me about the job because with for each auction we make this beautiful volume. I, I always say it's kind of like a biography of a person through their objects, yes. which is not the kind of biography you often get. So we have this really beautiful opportunity to tell their stories in a way that hasn't ever been told before, and and it's it's very intimate. Um, I was so psyched because Andy Cohen mentioned the auction and the catalog uh, with Rosie O'Donnell on what yeah. oh. is live, which I mean, what a couple of people to be talking about this. And he said, I feel like I know her so well now. Yeah. And I was just so happy to hear that because that's what's so wonderful. I mean, we really get to know the person whose collection it is, but I love that we get to hopefully help their fans get to know them. Well, in a she, way really that does. she really does jump off the pages and you really get to see the totality of her life because it does seem like she kept a lot of stuff and and not just like you know the stuff you would expect like an emmy here or like maybe a script of a big episode that's all signed like no she kept quite a few things that almost didn't necessarily seem important but to to betty white fans they're incredibly important you know like little 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 uh posters or flyers for shows from the the betty white show in the 50s to like just all kinds of random things little that trinkets around yeah. her house like little figurines there's clothes there's jewelry it's like it's anything that you would have expected in her house postcards notes from friends over the years it oh, really yeah. is a biography is such a great way to put it it is yeah, it's a collection of of her life in all of these objects. It's just so beautiful. We actually have her bronzed baby shoes. I think that <gasps> might be the first item in the auction, which is just amazing. Do you roughly know how many like how many items across those like three books there are like up for auction? That's a, a really good question. It, it may be been a thousand more or less than this, but it's about seventeen hundred. Yeah, items. Mm -hmm. uh, it, as I said, it could be more or less. <laughs> no, <laughs> that feels around. like a pretty good That's number. That's the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, what, what like what are some of the items that stand out to you that mean a lot to you? Well, my favorite item is not actually related to the Golden Girls, so I, I apologize because I love oh, the no. Golden Girls so much. We are, but we are a Betty White and total fan here, so don't worry. I mean, my two favorite TV shows of all time are the Mary Tyler Moore Show and the Golden Girls. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably a lot of people feel that way. But um, we have, as you might have mentioned, we have a ton of scripts. We have a ton of scripts for, I mean, we have almost every script, I think, of the Golden Girls, and we have a, a bunch of her scripts for the Mary Tyler Moore show. We even have, you know, less ca canonical scripts that we are psyched about, like Eunice and Mama's Family. But anyway, yes. Mama's um, Family, I freaked out about, I have to admit, because people listening to this podcast know how much 
how how important Mama's Family was to me as a kid. And like, I love that there are scripts in there from Mama's Family. I was so excited too. And I think sometimes people maybe forget that she was in them for a, yeah. a, a, a long time. Year. It was only She was only on for that first season. And then it went into that weird syndication bit that when it got yes. to play NBC, yeah. But my favorite, so I was really excited to see those Mary Tyler Moore show scripts. And one of the great things about a lot of the scripts is that these aren't just kind of photocopies of scripts that you can get at uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. These are like the production. These are the scripts that she used yeah. when filming they're handled. They're handled. the shows. They've been handled by her and sometimes they're annotated by her. Yeah. They have her, uh, she's crossed out words or she's written little notes in the margins. And one of my very favorite episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show is called The New Sue Ann. And it's uh, a remake of, all about Eve, where Sue Ann Nivens oh, is yes. Betty Davis, and there's this young protege who comes to WJM and wants to be the next happy homemaker. And, and Sue Ann initially is drawn to her because she's a narcissist and she fawns uh-huh. over her. And but then the young assistant starts to gradually kind of rise in the ranks, and it looks like she's going to you know, replace Sue Ann. So Sue Ann goes to great Machiavellian lengths to maintain her throne. And it's just a great example of Sue Ann uh, just being so ruthless in the most (laughs) delicious way. So we have the script for this episode. And one of the the famous scenes from that episode, a very young Ron Rifkin plays a WJM executive who uh, the assistant is having a romantic relationship with. And he comes to Sue Ann and says, yeah, your show's getting kind of old and mundane. People aren't interested in it anymore. Um, We want something new and hip, not the same old happy homemaker topics. And Sue Ann says, my topics are old fashioned, are uninteresting. I don't know what you're talking about. And she gives the list of her topics, like how to squeeze out your squeegee. And the biggest (laughs) laugh, she says, moisten your moisten your suction cups and, it, and, the, and the audience just goes crazy so yeah. when, I, when I saw the script I was looking through it and I saw that scene that line where she gives the list of the uh of her show topics and the last one that got the big laugh was moisten your suction cups that line wasn't in the original script oh she hand wrote moisten your suction cups after wow. the typewritten and you know I who knows? Like I lie in my fantasy. She came up with that and she yeah. very well may have because she was a writer, but uh, you know, maybe the writers came up with it at the last minute, but this episode that I've seen a million times in the scene that I love to actually see the moment yeah. where someone came, it was decided this will be the, the big punchline. And she wrote it in her script. I mean, it's wild. And that's the what's so exciting about the scripts and about, because, I mean, in, in the history of television, there aren't many people who can say that they've had, let alone one iconic character that is in TV history and everyone remembers, but two. And, you know, Betty White and the auction makes clear because you see it in the stuff that she kept. She loved that everyone knew her as Sue Ann Nivens and Rose Nyland. Like she loved that she brought those characters to life and they are cemented in television history. I can't, I'm thinking of other people and yes, uh, B. Arthur is probably another one, Maude and, and Dorothy Spornak, but outside of them, maybe maybe Mary Tyler Moore, you could, you could argue, maybe Bob Newhart, but there really aren't that many. There's only a handful of people who truly created iconic characters that people now just remember forever. And the auction shows that she loved 
loved being Sue Ann Nivens. Like it's that's something she she kept a lot of mm-hmm. Sue Ann Nivens stuff, which I love to see. Mary Tyler Morris said once, I'm sure you've heard this, that you know, she's more like Sue Ann Nivens than people think. And I don't know what that means, but I always I always want to know more. I mean, I think she had that kind of um the kind of scandalous sense of humor, which you He's see on talk shows all the time. Yeah. People always say, oh, it, it's so surprising when on Saturday Night Live, she had a dirty sense of humor. But I'm like, no, was it? I mean, yeah. Only only the people who had only seen the Golden Girls. Right. Although even Rose has an edge. People don't give Rose a credit for mm-hmm. her edge. Well, I mean, Rose is the only one that was in a significant relationship for the majority of the years that the show was on the air, which just tells you that Rose was getting more than any of the other girls. I'm yes. just saying, there's a there's a through line to Sue Ann Nivens there. <gasps> interesting. Well, it, it, interesting. That's intriguing. But something else I want to say about the scripts that I loved, and, and that I loved about the fact that Betty kept so many of them, she loved those writers. And she talked about that every chance she got, that the writing was so great. And I, I, I just loved that she loved those scripts, you know, and uh, she was proud to have them. Speaking yeah. of scripts, I would say, so two of the items I'm most excited about in the auction, one is Betty's chair that she sat in mm. on the Golden Girls set, her director's chair. The other is the Golden Girls pilot. And the reason is because of the draft that it is, it may have been the, t- I think it might've been the table read draft, which means this would be the draft with all of Coco's scenes that oh, were cut. Right. This would have been a different version than what we see on TV. I am dying to know what that draft looked like because remember they said they had to cut a bunch of Coco's scenes out once they realized yeah. and they, I don't, I know they reshot. I don't know if they reshot some stuff. Maybe they shot a little bit more with Estelle Getty, but I, I'm very, very curious to see what that extra cocoa material is. And I hope whoever gets the script wouldn't make it available for people, maybe even online to see just so they can see like that. That's something that's so beautiful. I've never seen an early draft of, of the, the, the script. Yeah. Um, that would be a, um, that would be an incredible blog entry about Coco, which is something I've wanted to do a lot of research on for a long time. Um, and we have a few early scripts, I think, because I'm not sure if it's the same one you're talking about, but we also have the pilot that was sent to her by her agent. I oh. think when she was considering taking the role and what That's I wondered was, Oh, it is that it is yeah. the same one. Okay. I, I wondered if it was when it was presented to her as she'd be playing, um, Blanche, but maybe not if it was already the table read. No, yeah. I could be wrong. It's probably not a table read draft. You're right. It was probably the original script that uh, Susan Harris wrote that was then sent out like, you know, to, to actors and, you know, I'm sure it went yeah. through many more drafts, but, um, but yeah, that, yes, that's the one I'm talking about where I'm like, oh, I bet it's, I bet it's pretty different than, than what we ended yeah. up seeing on the screen. And I would be curious to know sort of what stayed in the script and what changed and if any of the characters shifted a little bit you know yeah. i'm just yes. so curious to know whoever gets that is going to be very lucky they're probably also very wealthy which you know good on them <laughs> i know so, so speaking of ben what what sort of like three or two handful of items do you think are going to fetch the highest price oh good question you know it's always so hard to tell and i'm always surprised but i i can get a sense just by looking at what's going on with the auction right now um that there are some 
items that people are obviously very excited about. You mentioned uh, Betty White's set chair, her, her director chair from the Golden Girls. Um, I'm that's uh, I, I think there's a lot of excitement about that. Uh, we have a lot with the pilot and a cast signed last episode, uh, part two. I wrote, I made very short writing in the description. This does not include part one because I didn't want anyone <laughs> to be disappointed. Uh, and that's people seem to be very excited about. And uh, there's a necklace mm. that she wore in a lot of, uh, a lot of, well, she wore it on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She wore it on the Golden Girls. She wore it to accept one of her Emmys. I think her second Wow. Mary Tyler Moore show Emmy, but don't quote me on that. Mm. And that I think people are are going to be excited about. But there there are a ton of items like see, that. The one so. item that I was dying to see, and I feel like everyone know is going to know this dress as soon as I say it. But and I haven't seen it in it yet. I could be buried in there that maybe I missed it somewhere. But there's a there's a picture of all four Golden Girls in basically like a gold um, dog just threw up all over them and they are in gold head to toe with, and it was a Mercedes Benz event thing. And I think even one of them is wearing a necklace with Mercedes Benz. I could be wrong on that, but, and Rose is wearing a gold outfit that I'm dying to own. I I like, I, I want, I hope I, I have, I don't think it's a part of the auction, but I feel like that is one of her most iconic looks because it's, it's the one I always go to. Like the mother of a solid gold dancer? Yes. Is that what she looked like? Okay. She looked, yes, she looked exactly. I mean, I feel like Dorothy looked more like the mother of a solid gold dancer, <laughs> but Dorothy looked like the aunt of a solid gold dancer. You know what I mean? Or, or Betty did. Betty looked like the aunt of a solid gold dancer a little bit. Um. So Ben, you know, obviously there are a lot of items that are um, up for auction. There are a lot of, uh, you know, Betty White fans worldwide because this isn't an auction that's just, you yeah. know, available in person. It's online. Um, so there are going to be a lot of people uh, who are going to be excited to maybe try to, you know, get one of Betty's, um, you know, items. Uh, you know, do you have any advice for like a diehard Betty White fan who like maybe they don't have the means to spend a ton of money on an item, but they'd like to bid on something like do you have any kind of like tips or tricks or advice for someone like that? I do. And I I bring this advice, not just from working at an auction house, but from having participated in auctions as a, as a, you know, as a fan and a buyer myself. First of all, um, yes, it is worldwide and you can bid online if you can't uh, come to the gallery in Beverly Hills and you can bid at www.julianslive.com. And this is the most important part, register for the auction. Mm. Register, even if you think, no, nah, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford anything. I'm just going to watch because you very well may be surprised and something might not go for as much as you think it will. And you could have yeah. afforded it and you'll be devastated if you're not able to bid in that moment. So register well in advance. Um, the great thing about this auction is that it's huge. And because it's so vast, the items are going to cover a broad swath of price ranges. So my advice would be to look at the catalog. You can look at the catalog online for free at julianslive.com. You don't have to buy the print catalog and see what the estimates are. Uh, every item has an estimate. So it gives you, you know, somewhat of a sense of what it might go for and see what's in your price range. And, you know, pick a few items, pick, the one you maybe want the most. Yeah. Uh, but then 
if you don't get that, pick like two, three, four more after. Yeah. So, you know, because you might not get the first one, but you might get one of the later ones. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that, uh, I, I, I think that's, those are probably a good outline of tips, but I think that, you know, people might be surprised what treasures they can get. Well, and that's what I love about it is that there are like little trinkets in there that like, like, for example, I feel like there's like a cat little trinket that I saw somewhere in there and it wasn't you know, necessarily going for very much, but to Golden Girls fans, like if, if I owned a porcelain cat thing that Betty White owned, I could forever make the joke about when I was a kid, I hugged the cat so much that I killed it. You remember that from the Golden Girls? Of course. She, she pet the cat too hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, And that's something, that's a treat, that's a low-cost item that, like, a Golden Girls fan could own that then they could forever be petting at home and be like, just like, just like Rose. And I'm sure she, she had so many different kinds of things like that. She really loved... Uh, little trinkets and, and figurines that you could probably a find a lot of things that tie into her career because her career was so vast and she yeah. played so many different roles, even if it's indirect and only for super fans. But another great thing about this collection, and it's true of many of our collections, these, everything she had, I really think it, it was a part of her heart. I mean, it came attached to memories, uh, came and all she wrote, all of those figurines, for example, she wrote in, uh, or she said in an interview in the seventies in a magazine that, you know, every figurine she picked out with her beloved husband, Alan Ludden, and they, they decorated the house together. So everything that is in this auction, it really meant a lot to her, I think. And you felt the kind of affective attachment she had to every piece. So I think that, you know, uh anything you get but maybe even especially those little yeah. those little decorative items really i think meant a lot to her and she had a lot of love for them yeah oh that's so sweet i love that that i can just totally picture them decorating the house um her and alan like how so i decorate the place i mean we have <laughs> dolls and little pieces of little things that mean and nothing to most people. <laughs> mean, they mean nothing to most people to us it's just like oh that makes me happy <laughs> Um, so Ben, I have, I've been saving my most important question for last. Will there be any Jasper de Kimmel paintings <laughs> at this auction? Or will there be little paddles that someone will be playing the part of Rose and won't understand how the paddle works? And will they be in pencil skirts? Well, A, I do not believe that there will be any Jasper de Kimmel paintings because based on my you know having seen all of ms white's art i think she prefers representational art and i think she would have been turned off by jasper's uh kind of narcissism abstraction his obsession with his own phallus yes. uh are there are there i mean i don't know i i can't speak for her but i i don't you know i think she would have been found him as distasteful as the character rose does on yes. the episode yes. will there be paddles at the auction yes it's, when you go to an in-person auction it's remarkably like it is on the infinite number of sitcoms and movies especially from the 80s oh for some reason that uh -huh. have auctions will people be doing them the wrong way i don't know that you'll have to I come to the auction love to see that because so often you see those things on tv and film and you think like that's not real that can't be real bet midler couldn't walk into an auction and put on a little wig and uh, like buy things like i, I always think of first wives club right yes yes <laughs> me too. Me like, too. Like, like, like that would never happen i love that that's a reality and i also hope that a politician shows up 
and buys one of you know Betty White's jackets and then donates it to the homeless, like on the episode when they bought the the Michael Jackson's jacket for the homeless just to cover up a, a shady thing. That would be amazing. <laughs> like if Rick Caruso went there and bought a jacket of Betty White and was like, "This is for the homeless" or something. He's running for mayor in Los Angeles. Everyone who doesn't live here. <laughs> I have a little trivia tidbit that ties the Ooh. episode, the auction Ooh. about Jasper to Kamel to our auction. So on that episode, Rose is wearing a necklace in to the auction when she's messing up with the paddle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That necklace, I believe, is the necklace I was talking about earlier that she wore on the Golden Girls and Mary Tyler Moore and to the Emmys. Wow. So if you buy that necklace, you will be buying at auction the necklace that Rose wore to the auction on the episode wow. the auction of the Golden Girls. Yes. I, <laughs> I wonder. Was, wow. this, this confirms sort of something that I've thought for years. So like there are, I, I, I know Betty, I know uh, Rue McClanahan kept all of her clothes, but I didn't know if like Betty White or B. Arthur, when they came in, how close the, the styling was to their actual styling of the stuff that they would wear, like the necklaces or the things. And there is like a moment where, where B. Arthur, she wore that sort of green and purple and, and, and that sort of satiny type outfit in an episode of the Golden Girls. I think in a few episodes of the Golden Girls, actually. And then it also appeared in a TV movie she did in like 1990 as well, where the main character is wearing that exact same outfit that BR, that Dorothy White wore, Dorothy wore on the Golden Girls. Incredible. So it's like, it is kind of, I feel like there probably was a lot of sort of give and take with like Betty, Betty White was like, oh, I have a necklace. I'll just wear this today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that happened probably more often than we think. I think so, which really kind of gives me a new appreciation for the Golden Girls, too. Yeah. Now when I watch it and I see B. Arthur wearing earrings, I'm like, wait, are those her earrings? Yeah. And that's I never thought about that before. That's, Blurred Lines. Oh, exciting. That's a song, right? Blurred Lines? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ben, this has been so much fun. It's been so wonderful to chat with you. And I know our listeners are going to be so excited to just understand how this auction works and also excited that they can buy a piece of it by either getting the book that Carrie and I have or participating in the auction themselves. If you want to remind our listeners, where can people go to participate in the auction? And if you want, where can our fans follow the amazing stuff that you do in the world? <laughs> well, uh, you can find the, uh, you can bid on things on the live auction at www.julianslive.com. And by the way, all of our auctions are online and we do a lot of amazing pop culture figures who people who love Betty White will love. So take a look at what's coming up in the future. And uh, there's a lot of great stuff. Uh, Juliansauctions.com is where you can buy the print catalog. You can actually also flip through it, a, a PDF of it on that website. Mm. Uh, so that's a, a good place to go. And you'll also see on juliansauctions.com, oh, we have a live exhibition at our gallery, not a, a live, ex well, it is, I mean, Yes, living people can go there. We have an exhibition. <laughs> we have an exhibition at our gallery space at Beverly Hills, uh, where you can see the highlights from the collection if you're living in LA. Uh, so there's information about that, where to go. It's open, I think, all week, uh, all this this week, uh, mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know it's free. So if you're in the neighborhood, go and stop by and see some of her great stuff. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Ben. Well, thank you so much. Thank yes. you for having me. Thanks, Ben.
Oh, God, I'm still recovering from the, the thought of all of those Betty White items. Okay, guys, it's golden takeaway time. Golden takeaway is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. And I feel like Carrie and I today have, um, we've thought of a lot of golden takeaways because there's a lot of things that we've experienced looking at the items of Betty White. Isn't that right, Carrie? Yes. Um, my golden takeaway today, it was, it's more of a confession. Oh. There was a question that I really wanted to ask Ben, but I didn't, which is um, I wanted to ask uh, where currently are all of Betty's items being stored? Oh, right? yeah, you don't want that knowledge out there. Then my follow-up question would have been, and what's the security like? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like someone like Sophia in a little hat, just sitting there with a vest on. Being Falling like, asleep. Oh, come in. No, yeah. I'm just no. kidding. It's probably I... very highly secured yes, location of course. that should not be disclosed. Of oh. course. My That's golden, my golden takeaway take is that one of the things that I realized in because you know, you know how sometimes like people talk about their how they're minimalist, they don't want a lot of stuff in their house, they don't buy stuff like tchotchkes to display in their house and all that yeah. stuff because it gathers dust and all the things. And I'm not that person. I'm a I'm a person. I'm not a sentimental person. I throw things away, but I am a person that does buy a lot of stuff that's just like I think is cute and tchotchke like. And what I love is that Betty White was also that person. Betty White had a lot of little tchotchkes around the house of just like figurines and little things that that what I love about them is that I can look to my right and find an item and find happiness in a moment of sort of banality. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I look at my my room freshener over there. That's boring. But what's to the right of my room freshener? A delightful candle that smells delicious. And that brings me happiness and joy. Or like you, the dolls that are around the apartment, whatever it is. Like there's, there's things to look at that bring you happiness. And I love that Betty White was also that person. That's my golden takeaway. I think that's a beautiful golden takeaway. Well, thank you very much. Aww. I mean, I mean it. It's nice. It's nice to have those little nuggets of things that just can bring you joy because we should be experiencing more joy, I think, yes. in the little ways, in the big ways. I love that. I love that. I think that's a great note to end on for today. Well, that's, you know, we are at that point. We should end anyway. We should yeah. just end. <laughs> I know like there's anything more to say thank you all so much for listening um find something else to say i'm sure yes oh yeah. we always can um we will catch you all back here next week for we have more... no idea what that's gonna be and it's so much fun to i know and it's so exciting but it will be golden girls greatness it's gonna be great okay guys remember as always oh wait hold on what, what? no Can we, we are part of the hoo-ha-ha network. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. And I also didn't talk about my Instagram. God, blasphemy. Guys, we are part of the hoo-ha-ha family. And it is such a wonderful, wonderful family to be a part of. So go follow the hoo-ha-has online. You can also follow us online at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, um, Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, and Golden Girls Podcast on Facebook. And you can follow me at HLN Scott and Sadie Pines on everything and i'm squidzy on instagram and squiddy squid on twitter and if you get a chance rate and review the podcast we'd really appreciate oh. it and thank you all so so much for listening and being on this golden journey with us oh my god and if you do 
place an auction and you get an item, you better let us know. Slide yes. into the DMs. We want to see everything that all of you are are bidding on and buying and all the things. It's just and what you're most excited about. Please just hit us up on Instagram. It's it's or Twitter. It's just it's Instagram's a better place to hit us up if you're hitting us up anywhere. Uh, but let us know what you're bidding on and what you're excited about too, because we would love to hear from you. And, and now, now <laughs> as always. As always Stay golden! There it is. <laughs>